Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 3, Stuck in the Mud, and we're up to Chapter 1, One Week Earlier. Here we go. Dad was down on one knee. The gravel from Loretta's driveway was biting into his kneecap, but the pain in his knee was nothing compared to the painful awkwardness of the situation. Dad had just proposed marriage to the staggeringly beautiful Swedish au pair who lived next door. And he had done so in front of his own children, Joe, Finn and April, plus several heavily armed federal police officers and their beautiful yet sociopathic next-door neighbour, Loretta Viswanathan. To top it off, Ingrid had then surprised them all by responding with a yes in perfect English – a language she had spent years pretending she didn't speak. Unsurprisingly, Joe, Finn and April were still in shock. April was not reacting well to the news that she was getting a new stepmother. You can't get engaged to Loretta's babysitter, cried April. Well, actually, said Dad, I'm pretty sure I can. But you're married to Mum, accused April, grabbing her father by the shirt front as she said this to emphasise her point. Um, no, said Dad. It's quite complicated. He thought about it for a moment. Well, actually, no, it's quite simple. A marriage is a contract, and if one of the people entering into the contract is not who they say they are, then the contract is void. Huh? said April. You can't be married to someone if you don't know who they are, explained Finn in a grim monotone. He always spoke in an expressionless monotone, but he was extra especially expressionless when he was feeling really emotional, and that was how he was feeling right now. April turned round and shoved Finn for good measure. Now is not the time to be pedantic and right. It's just annoying. I apologise for my accuracy, said Finn. He can't marry Ingrid, said April, wheeling back around to confront her father again, because he just can't. I can, said Dad, with uncharacteristic decisiveness, because I want to. Say something, April turned on Joe now. What, asked Joe. Tell him he can't, ordered April. But Ingrid is nice, Joe pointed out. She secretly speaks English, said April. We all have secrets, said Finn. Yeah, but not like... April stopped mid-sentence when she realised that Finn was entirely right. They did all have secrets. The type you shouldn't yell about in front of immigration officials and federal police officers. Not when your whole family was in hiding from an evil international spy organisation. This is all immaterial, sir, said the senior officer, grabbing hold of Ingrid's upper arm again. The expulsion procedure has gone too far. Miss Bjorg will be flying back to Sweden with us this afternoon. You can pursue your legal options independently, but I don't like your chances. It's very hard to gain readmission for an illegal alien who's lied on her visa application. She's an alien, exclaimed April. I 
thought she was just Swedish. Now you're saying she's from outer space? He means alien in the legal sense. To be an alien is to be an outsider, explained Finn. Shut up, said April. I'm sick of you being such a know-it-all. You asked a question, protested Finn. Yeah, but I'm sick of you always being able to answer them, said April, grabbing her brother. I'm sick of you, said Finn, grabbing her back. They started scuffling about, trying to push each other over on the gravel driveway. Pumpkin barked excitedly and launched into the fray to help April by biting Finn hard on the bum. Ow, cried Finn. Take it back, demanded April. Take what back, asked Finn. The factual truth... The argument was almost brought to an end in the most grisly of ways when a navy blue Mercedes swept up the driveway and skidded to a halt just centimetres from where April and Finn were wrestling. What now, demanded the senior officer. As it turned out, it was his worst nightmare. The driver's door swung open and a short, immaculately dressed woman in a dark suit stepped out. She would have barely been above five foot tall, but she wore three-inch stilettos which added to her air of authority. She took in the scene, then focused on the senior immigration officer, glaring at him hard. The immigration officer gulped. My name is Henrietta Klaus, and I demand that you release my client immediately, said the short woman. Client, asked the immigration officer. Miss Klaus took out a business card and handed it to the immigration official. Henrietta Klaus of Klaus and Klaus Attorneys at Law. She's the lawyer who costs $800 an hour, said Loretta gleefully. I called her when you first pulled up. It's outrageous that you're physically manhandling my client when she's been an exemplar of an immigrant, has committed no infractions, and has been a peaceful, law-abiding member of this local community, accused Miss Klaus. But she lied on her visa application, protested the immigration official. We can test that, said Miss Klaus, taking a letter out of her folder. I petitioned the immigration court and we have a hearing date scheduled for next month. I insist that you release her pending that hearing. I can't just let her go, said the immigration official. The Visvanathans will post her bond and assure her presence in court, continued Miss Klaus, handing the immigration official another sheaf of papers. The Visvanathans are pillars of the community. In fact, Mrs Visvanathan performed open-heart surgery on the head of the Department of Immigration just two months ago. I'm sure he'll see it our way. And her fiancé will look after her, said Loretta excitedly. She turned to explain to the lawyer. Mr Pesky has just proposed to Ingrid. I suspect that they've been in love secretly for some time. Dad looked startled by the statement, but he dutifully nodded. And it's wonderful for Joe Finn and April too, continued Loretta. They're sadly in need of a mother figure. What? exploded April. You're as nutty as a fruitcake. You see, said Loretta, she desperately needs a feminine influence. Miss Klaus quickly took in the situation. Then there are clearly abundant grounds for my petition. It's remarkable that you had the audacity to pursue this vexatious claim in the first place. I insist that you release her immediately. Family relationships are essential to integration into the community. Miss Bjorg, soon to be Mrs Pesky, needs to build her relationship with her stepchildren. She does not, yelled April. You see, said Miss Klaus, she has a lot of work to do. She has a lot of hostility to overcome. She doesn't have time to be locked in immigration detention. You will release her into Mr Pesky's custody, in the hearing in four weeks. This is all fabricated, argued the immigration official. What if their relationship is a sham? Dad realised he should do something. He put his arm around Ingrid's shoulder. It wasn't very convincing. He wasn't a man who was comfortable with physical affection. I need Ingrid and she needs me, he said with a quaver in his voice. There'll be interviews to establish that they really are a couple, threatened the immigration official petulantly. 
Not a problem for our soon-to-be newlyweds, said Miss Klaus. Now, if you would leave as swiftly as possible, these four impressionable youths are no doubt suffering irreparable psychological damage for being exposed to this level of police brutality. I would hate to have to sue for psychological damage as well as the outrageous abuse of immigration powers. It's true, said Loretta, holding a palm to her forehead. I can practically feel the emotional scarring taking place. The immigration official clearly did not want to back down, but no one fears getting in trouble more than a public servant with a cushy, super-safe job. With minimal grumbling, the police and immigration officers soon got in their vehicles and left. Well done, said Loretta happily, clapping her hands with delight as the officials pulled away. This is only the first stage, said Miss Klaus. They'll be watching you like a hawk until the hearing. Ingrid nodded. But we've got nothing to hide, said Dad. The pesky kids all turned and looked at him. Apparently, their father had forgotten that he was literally in hiding from the collective, that their mother was imprisoned in a secret European jail, and that Professor Maynard, the operative in charge of looking after them, had threatened to withdraw all protection if they didn't start behaving sensibly. Okay, well, maybe we do have a couple of things to hide, conceded Dad. They can't disprove what's not there to disprove, said Miss Klaus. It would be best if the wedding took place as quickly as possible. And of course, Ingrid will have to reside at your house. What? exclaimed Dad. If you're not already living together, said Miss Klaus, you should start now. It will look better. Dad can't have his girlfriend move in, protested April. We're impressionable children. If you're going to marry an illegal alien, said Miss Klaus, you can't be seen to be reluctant to live with said illegal alien, especially when she's incredibly good looking. Miss Klaus turned to Ingrid. Sorry to objectify you in that way. Quite all right, said Ingrid, in her characteristic Scandinavian calmness. I know this is true. But what about me, asked Loretta, if Ingrid moves in with Mr Pesky, who will look after me? Your p- p- parents, suggested Joe. Loretta, Ingrid and Miss Klaus paused for a beat, then burst out laughing. It took a while for them to compose themselves again. Miss Klaus even had to dab away tears. I love Mummy and Daddy, said Loretta. There is no way they are capable of, or indeed interested in, looking after me. Yes, agreed Miss Klaus. Even I would have a hard time arguing that they are responsible guardians, and I once convinced a judge that he had committed the bank robbery my client was on trial for. I suppose Loretta could move in with us too, said Dad, chewing on his bottom lip nervously. What? exclaimed Joe. Yes, exclaimed Finn. No, bellowed April. You can share April's room, said Mr Pesky. No way, yelled April. She was starting to hyperventilate. Not a good idea, said Joe. There's a reason why they don't put two bull elephants in the same enclosure at the zoo. April, be reasonable, said Mr Pesky. She can share my room, offered Finn. She can have my room, said April. I refuse to share with her, not with all her girly ways and her iron clothes and her clever comments. I'll go and live in the attic. I'm pretty sure there are bats in the attic, said Joe. There are bats in your belfry if you think I'd put up with sharing with her, said April. But it'd be fun, said Loretta. It'd be like we were sisters. I've always wanted to have a sister. Well, I've always been a sister, said April. And two brothers is quite enough siblings for me. Thank you very much. I'll be sleeping in the attic. April stomped off to start moving her stuff. Loretta beamed and bounced on the spot excitedly. I'm sure I'll win her over. She's just emotional about getting a new mother. This is going to be so much fun. I'll call the removalists. She hurried back towards her own house. But this is just temporary, Dad called after her anxiously. Surely removalists don't need to get involved. Of course they do, Mr Pesky, Loretta called back as she entered her front door. I'd hate for you to sprain your back lifting one of my aquariums. Loretta disappeared inside the house. Ingrid followed her at a slower pace. 
What have I done? muttered Dad. He'd started to quiver with fear. The only thing more terrifying for him than an international spy agency were females, and he just agreed to allow two more into his house. Expanded the family, said Finn. I'd better file all this paperwork, said Miss Klaus, checking her watch. I'll throw in a complaint about excessive force and brutality, just to spice things up. But I haven't been brutal to anyone, said Dad in alarm. Not you, Dad, said Joe. The immigration people. No one's filing a brutality complaint against you, Mr. Pesky, chuckled Mrs. Klaus. Unless the Fiswanathans try to regain custody of Loretta, then that would be a good tactic. I'll keep it in mind. She got in her car and drove away. What now? asked Joe. Well, the carrot beds need preparing, said Dad. He started walking towards his own garden. Aren't you going to help your new fiancé move her stuff? asked Finn. I'm sure I'd only get in the way, said Dad. But soil doesn't till itself. But, began Finn. Joe put his hand on Finn's shoulder. Let him go. He needs to regress. It's going to take Dad a while to process all this. He's going to need to process it before he actually says, I do, said Finn. I think he's better off focusing on his veg, said Joe. And that is the end of the chapter. So we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.